Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Oh, I love my tagline. I'm just going to say it again. Every relationship begins with you. There is no other relationship in this world with anybody, including God, that does not begin with you. And you're either connecting two people from your ego side or your spiritual side. Usually it is one or the other. And so the ego side says, um, you know what? I'm going to end up reacting to you because you're going to bring in, oh, bring about all of the things that I, you know, um, believe to be true about myself that are limiting, that are, you know, no longer true, that were programmed um, by whether it's the first grade teacher, the father, the mother, the siblings, the um, grandparents, wherever we came to believe these things about ourselves through our programming, um, when we are dealing with people on an ego level, we will react to them and the relationships will not be in harmony, right? So, well, what does that mean? Well, you know what? Can you possibly learn to um, relate to people from your inner being, the wise advocate within, your soul within, the loving part of you that sees no wrongness in the other and does not see imperfection with you, but just sees love, right? That just sees that there are two spiritual beings here living a human existence, not me against you, you against me, but nothing but love. Okay, well, that's really, really difficult, right? Yeah, we know that. So one of who's basically actually really perfected that here, uh, living in a human body, I would say Mother Teresa. That is the one name that comes to me that I believe that, um, you know, obviously Jesus when he walked this earth. But for me, Mother Teresa enveloped that love, give, love, give receive love, right? So when I wake up every morning, I say three things to myself. Be love, give love, receive love. Be love, give love, receive love. Now, is it easy for me to do all the time? Nope. Do I do my best? Yep. For the most part, do I stick within be love, give love, receive love? Yeah, I do. It took me many, 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 many years to get there. Um, and, but for me, be love, give love, receive love also doesn't mean you get to dishonor me. But it also doesn't mean though that I, I'm, I'm just not going to stick around to be dishonored. I'm going to lovingly release you and move on. Because then if I stay, what's going to happen? I'm not going to be love, give, give love, receive love. Because no matter how hard I try to just be Mother Teresa, um, which actually I can't say that I've ever tried to be that, but it, close as I could be, um, I'm, I'm not capable of being disrespected, dishonored, gaslit. And by the way, you don't have to be just a narcissist to gaslight. There's plenty of people that are really good at not gaslighting that are not, just would not be labeled a, uh, a narcissist. So, yeah, so... Here, here's the question: How is it is it possible to learn to, to love yourself while be by bleh, while being in love? 
Well, I hope so. Otherwise, geez, I wouldn't have a job now, would I? <laughs> See, intimate relationships have been and are the greatest challenge in learning and remembering to love yourself. Okay, we seem to come across the most unlovable parts of ourselves while we're relating to trying to relate to the people that are close to us to us. And you know, and then sometimes it seems like okay, we've reached this level. Yay! Woohoo! Um we've got there and then what happens is that somebody else comes into our life. We invite somebody else into our life that can push that um I'm unlovable button to a deeper level. So, you know, we, I've described this and explained this before, that the people that we marry are, we bring in, we attract, are attracted to, you know, our parents in some way. I've gone over this so many times. I'm actually going to, um, in the, in the, um, what do you call this? The note section here. I'm going to put the link to download, unlock the secret to love, the best PDF I've ever created, honestly, and I've created probably 50. Ask anyone that's worked with me. And this is going to pinpoint you in exactly why and who you are married or in a relationship with. Why you chose them and they chose you. Okay. So anyways, we are, um, we're choosing these people and them choosing us, you know, to heal those old wounds. And, um, and it really is about, you know, the fears that come up in these relationships that trigger the reactions based on those belief system. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to find love, be love, give love, like I said, receive love, love but we're also at the same time repelling it because we don't believe we're worthy of it. We don't believe we deserve it. We don't believe we're good enough. So then we're working through all of our masks, right? And all of these masks within that, um, you know, we end up in these situations that if we look, start to look clearly, we can see what mask we're wearing because that the people that we surround ourselves with seems to be wearing that mask. And we seem to criticize that mask that they're wearing. We seem to judge that mask, right? So we are, um, it's called projecting. So what happens is if you can start to look at the people in your life that really cause the most discord within, the most angst, the most fear, the sadness, the anger, the depression, all of those things, you are going to learn what you need to learn to love about yourself. Okay, And sometimes it's going to delight you and sometimes it's going to madden you. And I have experienced both reactions and um, you have to work through that, right? So... When we have a pro- what's called a projection barrier, okay, it can completely destroy the relationships or it can completely transform the relationship. I'm into transformation, <laughs> not destruction, right? So, so that's why one person in the marriage can actually transform the whole marriage if they transform and they see, um, if, they, if they can look at, this as a barrier, that barrier as something that's going to lead to transformation. Okay. So, um, when you're, when you have that projection barrier and the, and your partner's projecting back on you, 
okay? That's where it gets really ugly because the fear dance is going on, right? So it's I hurt, I want, I fear, I react. You hurt, you want, you fear, you react. That's where this this whole fear dance starts get, you know, going really, um, it's like the tango, it's bad. So let's say that you're afraid of rejection. Now, this is a deep fear that goes way back in your life and let's not even worry about whether it came from the mother, the father, the second grade teacher, the gym teacher, whoever. But something happens in your life and it caused you to fear rejection. And um, so you are going to look at, you know, for situations and opportunities to bring that fear into the awareness, believe it or not. And um, and it's going to likely lead you to situations where rejection is a possibility. And if it's not a possibility in the relationship, guess what you might even do? You make it a possibility. Okay, obviously... This is kind of good, right? Because you're going to heal from this rejection stuff. You're going to start to change your limiting beliefs. But of course, what? We hate it. Okay, so we are going to put on the brakes. We're going to um, not want to grow. We're not going to want to work through it. We are going to want to blame the other person. And when the this is where the projection comes in. And we, pretend, you know, we tend to project um, are things that we don't love about ourselves hidden onto someone else. So if we cannot accept our sexuality, we see others as depraved, right? If our own anger is too much for us to, to accept, we see a lot of angry people out in the world. And so, and if you can start observing how you go about your relationships with the ones close to you, you can begin to start asking yourself some important questions. Now, if you don't have a pen and paper, go get a pen and paper. If you don't have a pen and paper, go get a pen and paper. You can pause this. I forgot. This is not live here on Spotify, Apple, iTunes or something. Pause this. Go get a pen and paper. Okay. So when you start to notice the projections, when you start to notice, um, you know, Things are kind of going downhill. The, the trouble has risen. I want you to ask yourself these questions. What is it here that I am not willing to accept in myself? This is very important. What is it here that I'm not willing to accept in myself? What am I having the opportunity to learn to love about myself? It's big. It's big, big, big. What part of myself am I projecting onto the other person? What am I seeing that I am unwilling to admit, admit is a part of me? But instead, we begin to perceive ourselves as the victim, right? So, and as soon as we occupy that victim of position, the partner um, has little choice but, but to guess what? Make a run for that position too. So, basically, the arguments start based on who is the biggest victim of all is it me or is it you well guess what you did this and i did this and you did this and i'm a bigger victim than you and you're a bigger victim than me and if you are with somebody that is you know um really good at projecting really good at spreading their bullshit, really good at gaslighting you're in trouble okay so um and often what do we do we will we resolve these disputes by deciding that one person was victimized. Okay. Well, that's great if you're, you know, been burglarized. 
Okay, yep, I was burglarized. But it really, really, really works poorly in most of your, you know, the personal problems and the relationships. So um, both parties eventually need to be able to abandon the illusion of safety of being in that victim position because it's not safe there. And they have to take genuine responsibility for their role in the in the problem. If somebody cannot take general genuine responsibility at some point it it there's the the person that's healing the person that's seeing things clearly the person that's been trying to get you know stop the fear dance get off the drama triangle whatever um you know i would have to assess your relationship and tell you you know which um polarity you're living within but eventually somebody if it would the one that's healing will not be able to live with the unhealed person because once you're healed, you cannot live in that um, in that chaos anymore. It's impossible. So you know, um, long ago, I had a client whose wife had an affair, right, with another man. Obviously, um, well, could have been a woman, but it was a man, and he had never been with another woman, and so. there was this part of him that thought he was kind of responsible, you know, for that situation. But really, um, he blamed obviously the wife, of course. And so, but he began perceiving himself as the victim and that position felt good for a while. And most people that when, when the affair partner has the affair, the other partner is definitely the victim, no doubt. Right. But it, it and it feels good, but then it's not very satisfying in the long run. Trust me, right? I see it over and over again. The person that is the victim, eventually it's not satisfying. And what you need to understand is it's time to look at what other things in that relationship, in that situation need to be looked at. And what this client saw and what Every single one of my other clients, and I can say this, all of them have seen when they've been in that situation where their partner, spouse, had an affair, what they saw was the fact that, um, you know what, I, I see something in here that I need to change and I need help with. It's almost like a revelation. And... That ends up changing their, the, the, the victims, the person that did not have the affair's whole life. They see that they were either um, not present, not you know, passive aggressive, or not assertive, people pleasing. They just didn't, you know, um, just ignored what was going on. There's many things that come up, okay? Many, many, many things. And I'm not saying that it makes it right for an affair. And I'm not saying that you can, some people can even get past the affair. I'm not saying that. But the key is for anybody in a relationship where there is a, an affair present is to look at what part of this could, did I contribute to and then heal that. It doesn't necessarily, again, mean you stay, but it means, okay, because I, I promise you, 
An affair does not just happen. And do not please email me or write me and say, you don't know Heather. I do. I do. You know who you're with. You most likely know what they're doing. And if they are a covert narcissist and you have no idea, when you do find out, you have decisions to make. Right? And that's that's another that's another time. But um, you know, a lot of the time is that we have these unconscious and unspoken beliefs that someday somebody's gonna cheat on us, believe it or not. And sometimes that comes through, right? And so then guess where that comes from? The parental relationship. Like the mother cheated on the father, the father cheated on the thing. And if this one client, his mother had an affair while his father was, you know, off at work. And my client knew about it. Dad found out later on. And it became a very bitter battle. And he'd never forgotten about it. But, um... What will happen in, in relationships is we will dance together for a period of time that work out for various reasons. And then various issues come up that need to be worked out. And, and when we're watching then, when we start watching the dance, when we start watching the fear dance take place, when we start figuring out our part, that's when we can start to learn to love ourselves. And that is when then we can be love, give love, and receive love. But firstly, we we are love to ourselves. We give ourselves love and we receive love from ourselves. And then and only then can we be love, give love, and receive love to others and from others. It's the only way. And the victim dance is difficult to figure out, right? It's It's never possible to really figure out who is the bigger victim, unless you are dealing with a full-blown narcissist, obviously. But um, the only solution is for one, for each party to take 100% responsibility. And if you're with somebody that refuses to take 100% responsibility after you've healed, after you have, after you've tried everything, that is when a new decision needs to be made relationships work okay remember my tagline every relationship begins with you but in relationships work when each person is willing to see that each is an equal creator of all aspects of the relationship see relationships do not work when anybody takes less than 100 percent responsibility and i promise you that's the truth learning to love yourself in a relationship is seeing that you will create, you know what, situations that you need to allow you to experience the parts of yourself that you cannot love. And when you do that, and by doing that, if you can recognize it, you have the opportunity to what? To love all of yourself. And then, I swear to God, it feels like almost magic. You find yourself being completely loved by others. Why? Because you're not sabotaging, you're not reacting, you're not projecting, you're not wishing and wanting, and then you're, you know, um, bitter, you're the victim, all of those things. You're none of those. And self-love, learning to love ourselves means that we're expanding to a new level of awareness. And yes, and with that new awareness will come new challenges. 
But guess what? Learning to love means that we will see more that needs to be loved. Right? So we're going it, to, it's about all of a sudden you're holding this, um, this light, okay? And your vision is getting clearer and clearer and clearer as the light gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And you're seeing things as they are. You know, and you will embrace being stretched. You will embrace an open mind. And you will embrace new ways of seeing other people's perspectives and not clinging to yours. So basically what you're doing is you're, you're greeting life with acceptance rather than resistance. You're, it's a willingness to see clearly who you are, who your partner is, who everybody is, and your part in it, and heal those parts, and then be love, give love, and receive love. It changed everything for me. Life took on a great joy and depth. Everything began unfolding with passion. I was no longer bored. I used to be bored a lot, right? Um, and it begins within yourself first not changing your partner, not making them change. It begins within yourself. And you know, it feels really good for me to know each day I have the opportunity to assist people in learning to love themselves and at the same time to learn to love others more deeply. And um, guess what? My huge benefit is too, I even learn to love myself more through loving others, my clients, even their families. Okay, note section, download, unlock the secret to love. I am so happy you were here today. This was episode 101, by the way. Can you believe that? What the heck? 101. I like literally missed the 100th episode. Like I just get so busy sometimes. I didn't even celebrate it. I, I'm, I can't go back because it's already done. I just recorded 101. I know which one. 111. 111. That's the one. That's the one I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to do something big for 111. That is it. You know, my birthday is on February 11th. And 111 and 11111. It's a good number. I see it a lot. And I see 222 a lot too. So, and no, I don't even know what that means. I just <laughs> rejoice when I see it. I'm like, oh, yes. Shit's good. Something big's happening. <laughs> and guess what? Something big could be. I win an ice cream cone. I don't know. I love you. I love you. Be love, give love, receive love. And first, you got to learn to love yourself. Have a great evening, morning, day, wherever you are. And don't forget, um, download. Free download. Unlock the secret to love. Bye.